creature. Where are you? Are you playing hide and seek again? Everybody, I am Case. And this is Carrie. And we are Dime for Midnight Horror Movies Review and Horror Etc. Podcast or something like that or close to it. It's been a long day, Carrie. Yes, it has. Um, we always start off our episodes with our comfy horror movie review. We are way comfy because it is freaking freezing down here in the DFM vault, a.k.a. Our basement. <laughs> You've got the purple robe is back. The purple Never going robe. Away. The purple robe from the Manchester Morgue. <laughs> it's the same color as that poster. I know. Um, guys, listen, we need some whiskey carry per usual to start things off right. And guys, last week, if you were with us, uh I'm going to see if I can talk and spill whiskey at the same time. And Carrie's already looking at the amount of pour that I gave yes, myself. I am. I mean, just stop paying attention to what uh-uh, I'm doing and focus uh-uh. on the episode guide. Okay, you're right. I think I'm jipping you here. Way much, yeah. Um, Good. There you go. It meets your standard of approval. It does. Your standard of your stamp of approval. Gosh, I can't English tonight, folks. So as I was saying... No, like a minute in and we're already off track, Carrie. It smells so good. <laughs> if you were with us guys last week, we were talking about Arnold and Predator. And we had some pretty good discussions about um, why we still liked it, but it mm-hmm. didn't quite hold up for as much. And when we put on the movie we're about to talk about, it actually happened to us even more so this week. Yeah. Guys, this week we are talking 2005 movie, The Descent, or as we like to call Carrie, Cave Therapy. Cave Therapy. I don't know how much therapy she got other than exercising oh. her friends from her life. <laughs> she got she got therapy. She got <clears throat> revenge. She got uh damn. Uh her murderous frustrations and the descent part two is called revenge of the shit (laughs) because as i found out from the internets i was right there is lots of monster poop in the descent part two yeah so i remember correctly just not in this one i had a hard time remembering this movie this was one of those ones carrie that back you know well 18 years ago or 17 years ago, we saw this on Redbox. We're like, yeah. hey, another horror movie. This is getting good reviews. Let's check it out. We, I remember probably we went on IMDb back in the mm-hmm. good old message board days. And um, you know what? We're going to go through this. This movie has its merits. It's a little mixed bag for us, okay? It's definitely a slow burn um, for sure. I'm going to disagree with you there on that because for it to work as a slow burn... I actually 
we'll listen. We'll talk about it yeah. later. Yeah. Hold me to the slow burn okay. thought. Hold me. Hold me feet to the fire of the slow burn thought. Now I'm getting Scottish and Irish all of a sudden in my voice. So, guys, just to let you know, check out our link tree at Dying for Midnight. Um, we've got that both up at our Instagram and Twitter profiles. You click on that link tree, you'll be able to find us either through the RSS hub. You'll find our social handles there. Um, Amazon link and Spotify is where most of the people are listening to us right now. Um, friendly reminder guys about our Patreon goal tier. We actually have some people that are going to be signing up for that pretty soon, but, um, yeah, for $4 once a month, you'll get a shout out and you get to have a say so on what movie review and we either can interview you about it or you can send us like a seven to 10 minute clip. <clears throat> Pardon me. About as long as the segment that uh, Jake the Midnight Traveler does. And you can school us on why this movie rocks. So, Carrie, um, yeah, let's dive into The Descent. Down in the cave. Out. No, not out on the street. <clears throat> she wants to be out in the street. My voice is already getting raspy. What the heck? I don't know. All um, those darn allergies. Yeah. <laughs> talking about the movie poster, guys, and the tagline. Um, They're actually both pretty cool. I like it. I like the one that's the most popular where their bodies are kind of surrounding the two women and it looks like a skull. Yeah. Okay. Very artistic looking. And it's metaphoric too. Um, yes, it is. And listen, I'm going to mention the next poster before I go on to the, on to taglines. Um, the next one is actually my favorite, and this is the main alternate out of the two, okay? Um, it's pretty ballsy for somebody to say that this is the best horror thriller circa 2005 since Alien. It is. Um, I'm going to have to hard disagree with that mm -hmm. one, and I'm putting myself in the 2005 shoes. Um, I can't, I mean... You could classify so many movies as horror thriller. Yeah. The Descent, it caught people's eyes back then. It I did. mean, it definitely is up there in terms of mid-2000s. Now, I'm going to move down to this other variant by artist Dan Mumford. Okay. This is an illustrated poster, if you scroll down, Carrie. And mm. this is really cool. This would actually make for a cool poster or t-shirt even. It would. <laughs> or... Or a, uh, I was going to say gift card. Here's my credit card with a picture of the descent on it. Um, no, it's like, can you imagine like if they did like creepy postcards? Oh, that would be good, yeah. Maybe we need to send people creepy postcards. postcards. Like not actually creepy, like we're, we're going to kill you, love, so-and-so from so-and-so. Um, no. No, that, but. That's a little Zodiac-y. So, oh, you're right. So you've been into, into true detective type stuff a little too much. Um, here's some taglines, Carrie, the scariest movie in earth, not, not on earth inside mm. of earth. See how mm. slick they were with the wording. Cause it's a cave movie. Yeah. Sorry. Um, afraid of the dark. You will be July, 2005. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could work. I'm going to save that third one for last. Cause I feel it's the best one. And then okay. you can give me your take. Claust okay. claustrophobia, <laughs> disorientation, hallucination, fear. Hmm. 
Yeah. Scream your last breath. That one's the most popular one. Yeah. Faced your deepest fear. I like that one. I like one. that one, yeah. Okay. Now the third bullet. I want you to read the third bullet because I think okay. this is the best one. I'm going to read one more. When you're trapped two miles underground, there are many ways to lose your mind. Claustrophobia, disorientation, isolation, paranoia, terror. Hmm. That's my favorite. It's a little long-winded, but I think it's the most fun out of the bunch. And the last one, Afraid of the Dark, you will be. Say it in the Yoda voice. Oh, you will be. <laughs> uh, by the way, we already read that one, so you read it a second time uh-uh. for us. No, yeah. no, 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 no. The last no, no, no. one? Yeah, I read no, it no, already. No. There, it's Afraid neener, of neener, the Dark, neener. you will be yeah. July 2005. I read that one as well. It's different. Um, I read the last one at the very end as well. We're going to go back and listen to this fucker, and you're going to hear that I already read it. Mm-mm. But you can, you know, take credit for reading the quote if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some cave murders down here in the DFM vault if I keep mouthing <laughs> off. Uh, physical media. This is uh, something that we've added the past couple of weeks of this segment. I like it because I think it gives, you know, the, the viewer, the listener... listener. Um, an idea of just like what the latest and greatest is with prices on these things. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm actually going to switch things up and start with the streaming this time. Um, this is not one that I own in my album collection, Carrie. But so we, when we went to watch this, I was like, oh, I'm like, it's not on any of the streamings. None of the subscriptions or platforms. Okay, I'm going to bite the bullet. And we bought it for $4.99 on HD, which if you're dying for the descent, I mean, I am all about the physical media, but $4.99. And I'm, what's hilarious is it's $3.99 to rent. I'm like, at that point, you might, might as well, well for a dollar own it in your digital yeah. library. Yeah. The descent, there's a full screen old school edition from 15 years ago <laughs> that you can get for $9.99. They do have a Blu-ray, and this is the second week in a row where the Blu-ray is cheap. It's only eleven thirty-one. Hmm. Remember that Predator one was only like nine ninety-nine. Yeah. So I think that's a good pickup. I mean, if you're somebody that's solely into special editions and steel books and stuff, you might be a little bit disappointed with what The Descent has to offer um, in terms of extras. But there's plenty of stuff out on the internet that you could read as well. Um, we're gonna move right along to um, the cast and creators. And first, Carrie, I want to talk about the director, Neil Marshall. Okay. I think it's really important because we're in, we're talking about a movie in the thickness of the era of remakes, torture porn, and gore. Yeah. Okay. 2005, let's go to the Wayback Machine. Remember we saw the 2003 Texas Chainsaw remake as our first date. Yeah. Remember, it was like, okay, the remake thing is starting to take off here. Um, and then we were in the middle of the Saw movies just kicked off in a year before The Descent came out. Yeah. So keep all that in mind. Neil Marshall. This is a guy, dear listeners, known for enjoying brutality and blood. He is not necessarily a Damien Leone gorehound type, per se. You're not going to get the puke factor. It's not going to make you puke when you see a Neil Marshall movie. But there's going to be lots of blood when Neil Marshall is helming the flick. Um, Neil Marshall, guys, 
Um, film historian Alan Jones called Neil Marshall a member of a group, this wave of directors from the 2000s through 2010s. Um, part of this group, Alan Jones, coined the term splat pack. That includes directors like we all know James Wan, Eli Roth, and Rob Zombie. <coughs> we know, guys, horror hounds, what works they have done. We can at least name two works at least for each of those three yeah. guys. The next guys, I, I think if you're really knowledgeable, you could play that horror trivia pursuit. You probably know who these are. In case you don't, Alexander Aha, Aja, High Tension. Um, he did the remake, the brutal remake of The Hills, Hills Have, Have Eyes. Eyes. Yeah. Um, more recently, Carrie, he did that alligator movie, Crawl, with the yeah. storm. That was a very popular. Yeah, and I, I actually watched that. I, did you watch it with me? I, I think it might have been one of those like, were, Saturday was, mornings I was still sleeping. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, Darren Lynn Boosman um, is another guy, and Greg McLean um, and Lee Wanell. Um so the last few guys, Greg McLean. Um, well, let me back it up to, to Darren Lynn Boosman. So he did Saw 2, Saw 3 and 4, Spiral, and Tales of Halloween segment. That one that's called The Night Billy Raised Hell. Okay. Um, Greg McLean. And I want to, I just, I, I know I'm kind of repeating myself. I want to make sure I give these guys their due. He's another guy that was in the Tales of Halloween segment. He directed those um, Wolf Creek movies. Um Interesting to note, going back to our guy, our director here of The Descent, Neil Marshall, he views himself as an action director that likes to use blood. And when I read that, I thought that was a very interesting take on a director who has done horror movies. That's how he saw himself. For example, he has stated in previous interviews that Dog Soldiers is a siege movie with werewolves, not a werewolf siege movie. I would argue that he's probably correct. I mean, if it's his vision, it's his yeah. movie, he's directing it. If he says that, I mean, I, I kind of have to say, okay, uh, I'm cool with that. Like, it's so funny to me. We will take horror movies and sprinkle in other genres. Yeah. Okay, we'll have um, something like Night, Summer of 84. And there is that, <sighs> that supernatural cool. kind of ghost element to it a little bit with, you know, previous victims. You can have horror movies. The Black Phone had the The Black the Phone had that. That's a better example. Yeah. Um, had the supernatural um, aspect the of the, the kids, the former victims helping the, the current victim. Ability. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that. But what we don't have is we don't sit here and think about like, wow, look at that comedy with horror elements. And they could exist. you say could you say that American Werewolf London is a comedy with horror elements? I could, yeah. Okay, so this is like we could have a whole episode I, about you have Evil Dead mixed hybrid movies where horror is there, yeah, and it is obvious and it's there for horror hounds to enjoy, but it's not the main draw for that movie, yeah, and it still works for crowds of all tastes and types. I mean, listen. Usually, if you love horror movies, you also love comedy. Usually. Now, there are some that just want the gore. Mm -hmm. There are. Well, yeah, and I think it's funny to me. Then Terrifier is the opposite. It's a gore with a little bit of humor sprinkled in. <clears throat> but what if you had a commie, a commie, <laughs> commies, 
What if you had a comedy? I'm getting tired. Comedy. My day. Long, long day, like I said. Yeah. Um, I need more whiskey. Um, whiskey where where it was a comedy and then all of a sudden there was a really super brutal kill sprinkled in that that would be jarring wouldn't it i think it would um i mean is could you qualify Shaun of the dead as being mostly comedy with a brutal kill the problem is the kills are even funny they are the The, the kills are funny themselves i i think i think we can come back to this topic at a later time but i want to see some movies that are mostly other genre with some horror sprinkled in. Like, give us a Fast and the Furious with somebody getting splattered underneath the car. Let's make that happen. (laughs) It's not made for those audiences, I'm fully aware. Wait, didn't we have some of that? Yeah, I'll go back. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll do my research and we'll go back to that. So, um, yeah, Neil Marshall, guys. Some of his filmography um, includes, you kind of go have to go back to the beginning um, brain death. He did do um, Doomsday, Centurion. Uh, he did the Hannibal TV series, the Game of Thrones. He did a couple episodes. Again, Tales of Halloween. He's done um, some and one West... of my one of my favorites, okay. Hellboy. Yeah, he did Hellboy. Yeah, it's the newer Hellboy, Carrie. Oh, sorry, sorry to disappoint you. Mm. And listen, we love David Arbor, but not the new Hellboy. Sorry, yeah. it's not our cup of tea. Yeah, sorry. Um, Somebody that I want to move on right along to, and and Neil Marshall was really some really awesome TV credits there, but I want to talk about our lead, Shauna McDonald as Sarah. Um, And I think as you would find with a lot of our other cast, Carrie, um, she's probably got the most longevity and has really been working, you know, in both movies and television. But the other cast, I've really tried to pull information, but they actually, some of them... um, didn't have a long career after the descent. So of course, you know, our woman, our lead here, Sarah, um, the actress was part of, uh, the descent part two. She's in the sequel. Okay. She was in movies like, um, you know, the hike. That's another horror movie. She was in some shorts. She was in a TV series, Waterloo road, Ripper street. Um, Katie Morag and some UK TV shows, I do want to mention that she was in that um, Werewolves on a Train movie, Howl, Carrie, that we liked oh, a yeah. lot. Guys, if you haven't watched Howl or you're thinking about having like a Highly double... recommend. Yeah, a double feature train horror movie night or like a whole train month. That was a very well done movie. We're going to talk about having a train month sometime down the down the road because it's, it's warranted. Yeah. Between you and Jake, I've got so many requests coming in. Hey, we need to have a summer slasher month. Can I have a vampire month? Can I have a Monsters the Poop month? No, that's you. <laughs> Monsters that poop. <laughs> we can assume that all of our movies, all of our characters poop at one point or another. Hey, listen, Carrie. She had a small, tiny role on Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. And Outlander. I wish her character on The Last Jedi was just Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> it's much a Yeti. Had? A Yeti and a Jedi equals Jedi. Instead of command center resistance pilot she is the temporary command center resistance pilot okay um you know other roles that she's had she was in the liar tv series hold the sunset um she actually played uh professor um squawk and luck um big head 
and head the voice on Danger Mouse, yeah, the I newer just, version I of was Danger just Mouse. I looking at that. Okay. And our kids love Danger Mouse, so... Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, she's been on TV series like Mayflies, The Scots, um, Shetland, I've and Carrie. Really good things about Shetland. I yeah. said Outlander. Oh, you did. I did. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, one of her more recent movies is actually 2020 called Consumed. Hmm. Moving right along. Um, can I can I just say something though? Yeah. Because I recognized um, Mayanna Burring who played Sam who was going to, going to school to be a doctor. I recognized her. I've seen her before. She's been in The Witcher, and I knew that's where I recognized her from. But not only this, but you've also seen this movie. Yes. Breaking Dawn. She's in Twilight. I don't recall whatsoever, and I have never seen Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> never. Yeah. I've never seen it, and I will take a lie detector test. Yeah, fail. <laughs> okay, I've seen Twilight, and they've become a guilty pleasure. The books were much better, I do have to say. Fucking Twilight. The books were much better. Okay, listen, we are not here to gatekeep. All are welcome here at DFM. Our kids were enjoying Twilight. Yes. Um, Our daughter was obsessed. Did you ever get your novels back of Twilight? No. What the fuck? I know. I lent them to somebody, our nephew. Somebody that rhymes with blister. <laughs> My sister. Yes. <laughs> and then she just kept them. Remember? Remember the time we gave them the Enchanted Disney DVD and we never got it back? Well, they... got a run, running list yeah. of things that they've said. Can we borrow? We both have a collective sigh knowing that we shall never <laughs> we'll see, see it again. again. <laughs> It will be lost into the descent. (laughs) (laughs) Our DVDs and books were lost into the descent. But I might be the worst offender by putting them all into an album instead of keeping my Mm -hmm. collection. I'm going to fix that over the coming years. Um, So listen. Yeah, you're not going to get a big insurance policy from me. You're going to get a movie collection. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Anyways, guys, I want to make a note about Doomsday and Descent Part 2. Um, our cast uh, pretty much all did both of those movies, whether it was a call back to scenes from the descent, the original okay. and put in the continuation sequel to the descent part two, but they were all in that apocalyptic kind of Mad Max ish doomsday racing mm. around movie. Um, I do love when you can enjoy a movie like the descent and wonder what the hell else the cast did. There's just nothing that stands out in particular that I didn't already mention. Um, some stopped at the descent or descent two or shortly after. And again, a lot of these lovely ladies carried on through television. Yeah. And I can see why television obviously is more of a set schedule. Yeah. So Carrie, let's move right along folks to favorite non lead character. I'll let you go first. So my favorite was Sam. Um, she's a doctor of the group. Dun, 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 dun. But she's also not as experienced as the rest of the crew da, when it comes da, to spelunking. It's the mash song for Sam. Okay. <laughs> um, she hops out in a pinch. Because she's a doctor. No, she's not yet a doctor. Pretty much, though. 
But her her character is a very sweet character compared to some. Um, but unfortunately, her demise, she over guesstimates, you know, how far she needs to go to try to cross, and that's her doom. God damn it, Sarah. I'm a doctor. I'm not a spelunker. <laughs> yeah. But she was useful. Highly useful. Okay. Yeah. I, I like her on the fact alone that she's one of the few characters in this movie that I like besides our lead. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get this out of the way because this is a very special moment in DFM history. Okay. I'm going to mention the actress Natalie Mendoza as Juno. Natalie Mendoza, I love you. And I love you for this reason. Because I fucking hate your character. Your character is reckless and you get people killed. Not you, Natalie, the character. You've got no compassion. Not you, Natalie, the character. Oops, hit the mic. And you're a coward. Not you, Natalie, the character. Juno. Screw you, Juno. Natalie Mendoza. We are virtually handing you out dfm's comfy horror movie review award for most hated character and this will be a rotating award and somebody's got to come along carrie and i've got to say that they have usurped natalie mendoza as juno for them to get this award and again to note this is a very prestigious award this dfm comfy horror movie review award for most hated character uh, only a select few each season will receive this award. And we, you can't keep it. You got to pass it on to the next character. And we normally do not hate characters. We we really don't. But no. What's great? Natalie Mendoza gets she did this an amazing with job. nothing but love because she did a great job making you hate her character's guts. All that said, my favorite Donnelly character, okay, who will never get. A most hated character award holly who was the adventurous one had the zest for life and played by nora jane noon um moving right along folks to favorite death and effects so my favorite death was holly's death you know the creatures are ripping out her throat it's just so visceral and heartbreaking you know she's the second most experienced of the adventurers with Juno as her mentor. I mean, too bad they couldn't have switched places. But, um, you know, I just really feel that. And I have to say the most brutal death, in my opinion, was the opening scene where the dart gets that bar through her head and is killed instantly. That is a really good one. I'm going to have to agree with you there. That that one ranks up there for me for sure. <coughs> Pardon me, folks. See, there's the cough. Um, I'm going to have to go with Alex Reed as Beth. First, the pickaxe accidentally goes through her throat because of you, fucking Juno. And then her bleeding out. And then, if I recall correctly, eventually being feasted on. Yeah. Okay. She really, to me, outside... Of our two leads who are pitted against each other by the end of the movie. Um, I'm going to have to go with Alex Reed. I thought she was extremely convincing. I thought she was the yeah. most heartbreaking death out of yeah. all of them. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to talk 
a little bit more about her in the next segment, Carrie, favorite dialogue or quote. Carrie, yeah. go for when, it. When Beth tells Jessica not to trust Gino and, and she's given her what she tried hiding, um, given that, you know, she tried hiding her death. Yeah. Don't she trust has, her. Don't she trust has her, the she necklace says. that hints to Gino having an affair with her husband. And she keeps saying, don't trust her. Don't trust her. And she told her Gino did this. How about my favorite dialogue quote? It's going to go in the least favorite part of my movie. And I'm going to comment about this movie a lot come rating time, which is coming up next. <coughs> I'm going to pick Holly because I'm paraphrasing this after the awesome death of her, not, not the death of her husband and child was awesome, but that moment, the kill of the pipes going through the car, the visual effect was awesome. Um, we fast forward to the cabin and the girls getting together before they head to the dis- the descent. Um, she makes the phrase like totally um, oblivious or ignorant. Oh, when I grow up, I want to have kids. And they all just kind of stared at each other whenever well, she said that. I think normally when you're coming up on a one year anniversary of a terrible death. Yeah. I feel like somebody probably should alerted the entire group like hey please be sensitive like it's a year anniversary you know this is going to be a sensitive enough day they should have all had lafroig 10 like we're drinking right now (laughs) and enjoying it would have made everything better they would have sat there all weekend drinking and they never went in that cave and they could just eaten and drank and had fun i thought you were about to say something else eat and drink and have sex that's the version of the descent i want to watch (laughs) no deep in descent (laughs) um listen guys we're moving right along with it we are actually doing this lean and mean for once carrie Mm. can you believe it we must be tired so guys i don't know about this descent guys i think if we would have rated this 15 years ago we might have given a higher score okay we did not hate it let's put it that way Okay, Carrie, what's your rating for this movie? How so, many flamethrowers? I gave it three flamethrowers out of five. It's it's enjoyable. I liked it. I did not love it like I loved it when we first watched this. Just it did not hold up well with age. And yeah. there's so many movies that probably have held up better with age. Um Another cave movie that comes to my mind, and it's not really cave, but it's kind of cave-ish. Is it the one called The Cave? No. Because the one with Cole Hauer or whatever his name is? Yeah, I know. We watched that, yeah. That one's a cousin of this movie, it, though. It it's is. like the PG-13 version yes. of this movie. Um, To me, though, the movie that I felt did better, and it is a more recent movie, As Above, So Below. And that's saying a lot, because it is found footage and not a lot of people are about the found footage. We are if it's done really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get into a little bit of that. And I think you and I might agree on why As Above, So Below works in comparison to The Descent. Yeah. Guys, I hate to say this, but I'm giving this a 2.5 out of 5 flamethrowers. And I do not give this score lightly. This movie was a tale of two halves for me. Okay. Some of the acting... For me, 
is a bit overdone in the beginning of this film. I do enjoy that opening. Like you said, it reminded me of the changeling with George C. Scott where he loses his movie, loses his family in the beginning yeah. of the movie. <laughs> Poor George C. Scott lost his movies. Some of the moments that are supposed to bring levity and some of the jump scares guys didn't work for me. Felt like it was a little clunky to start with this movie. The opening third of the movie, not for me, guys. Took too long to get going. I felt the supporting cast was a little flat. Okay. Um, you know, maybe in five years, I'll watch this again and rate it higher. Yeah. Um, in just my opinion, you know, it's worth two cents. Um, unfortunately for me, Carrie, I never felt any tension um, when Sarah can't breathe during her moments in the descent. I don't feel anything. And I think that's thanks to the supporting cast. I never, because the acting was, like all the reactions felt like they were acting. The setting in the cave as the rocks are coming down, too perfectly placed. The rocks were like coming down in very specific spots. And it was like, rocks don't fall that way. Okay, rocks shifted too perfectly, guys. Did not feel like I was in a cave. Well, guys, that's because... The cave portions were not in a cave at all. We were in a studio. It looked like I was in a studio. Um, As you mentioned, I'm just going to say that as above, so below, did the underground suffocation better. Much better, yeah. Okay. I mean, it is newer. It is newer. It is newer. Maybe they sat down the creators as above, so below, and says, let's watch some freaking cave movies, see what they did right, see what we thought we could do better, and that's why it works better, you know? Um. And again, guys, for us, 2.5, that doesn't mean bad. It just means it's it's got some flaws, but it's still enjoyable. Now, I do have to say this was an awesome to have pretty much an all-female cast. Mm. That was an awesome experience to see that and mm. to see them being these athletic types that, you know, they know their stuff, you know, they're not just, you know, frilly girls, you know, they're adventurous. Frilly. What the hell is a frilly girl? Oh, you know what I mean? Like a girl. <laughs> no, that I'm wants, asking you. A girl that doesn't want to go outside. Yeah. A girl that, you know, she's not adventurous. Let's put it that way. Wait a second. Frilly girl. Okay. I, yeah. I, I don't know about that one. So we're 41 minutes into this movie that doesn't have any frilly girls. And um, our lead notices someone has climbed here before. And that's where this movie began to interest me. But Carrie, that's 41% mm. of the movie is over. It wasn't our lead. It was not Jessica. Well, thank you for correcting. But okay, so see, this is what I'm saying. I actually had a hard time following this movie. And forgive me for getting the character wrong. But the point is, is that our crew notices that... Um, and I'm going to, I have no clue what the name of that equipment is. It, it was Rebecca. Rebecca notices that, wait a second, nobody used those clips for like a past, you know, for the last hundred years. So people have been here I a mean, long time. I mean, Juno they, said it was a hundred years. Yeah. And then they noticed the hieroglyphics shortly afterwards. But Rebecca noticed it first. But Carrie, it took half the movie, 50 minutes. And I was checking. You remember I kept bringing up the, the, the play thing with the time on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, took 50 minutes to see the creature. Yeah. Then when we did, everything's in the dark. We barely get to see them. The creature effects 
are good, but it's basically the the head, the face. Um, they move fast from a distance, but then when they get up close, these creatures are clumsy as shit. Well, Why didn't they make them more ferocious up well, close? Well, you can argue that they're sensitive to light. And okay. so they're slower when there's light. Okay, that's a good point. But listen, guys, if you go into this movie, The Descent, if you get sucked into this movie's dimension, just make sure you have a gun on you. You'll be fine because these creatures are a little on the clumsy side. <laughs> but again, I will just to show that it's not sour grapes. Again, I've got my favorite dialogue. I've got my favorite supporting character. I thought the lead. She did a good job. Okay. And Alex Reed is Beth. Yeah. I would honestly, this is why I gave this movie a 2.5. I did not like the first half. I liked the second half. I did not like half the cast. I liked the other half. Guys, that's why I'm going with a half. It's... I wonder if it would have done better if they would have had half the cast. Ooh, a little bit more intimate. Yeah. A little bit more choosy and not feeling they need all these different types of personality. Yeah. There. I think even if they removed two of them. Yeah. Let's just remove two of them. If they had, <clears throat> okay, and, and I'm probably going to piss some people off here, okay, because everybody's got their descent favorites, okay? Here's who I think honestly could have gone. I think Rebecca and Sam could have been out of there. And we just had Except Holly, they, Beth, Sarah, and Juno. They were one of the most useful, actual, and actual. And the nicest. And, and that's, the nicest. Yeah. That's why in horror movies, when you're the nicest and you're the most useful, you gotta go. Those are the rules. Okay, guys. That brings us to an overall DFM rating for The Descent of 2.75 out of 5 flamethrowers. Did not like this one as much as we used to 10 or 15 years ago. Maybe that time frame, you know, 2000s, 2010s, we might have given this a 3 or 3.5 total overall DFM score. Just didn't age as well for us, guys. I I was actually surprised at how much I was kind of like, meh. Yeah. Didn't hate it. Again, the two range on DFM guys is flawed, but still has its merits. That's how we rate it. When we get into one category, guys, that's when we really don't like it. This is just like, hey, we like some things. We didn't like others. Mixed bag. And that's okay. You guys listening out there, you might give it a three or a 3.5 overall score. It definitely um, had its merits. Yeah. Reach out to us. Let us know on our social handles, you know, DFM Male Wolf. Um, oh wait here's the male wolf after all actually i thought he was asleep there carrie for a second um okay okay he's telling me that i've got a job to do here with some shout outs this week okay okay we're getting getting dfm's getting a little more legit and official here guys okay first i want to give a special shout out both carrie and i to the give me back my action give me my back (laughs) my neck my back give me back my horror podcast Sorry, dudes. You guys were super warm. You had an awesome post inviting people to collaborate with you. Sorry, guys. It's the whiskey. You guys get to know me. Give me back. And uh, you know I'm going to be coming on those episodes with some whiskey. Um, We're going to be talking sometime at the beginning of June with that podcast network. Um, Sometime after Memorial Day about a potential collaboration and some cross-promotion. Check those guys out. Um, Some pretty awesome stuff. I listened to their... um, 
what's the World War Two zombie movie? Overlord. The Overlord movie episode Which from we, a while ago. Which we really ago. enjoy that movie. And most recently, I listened to a action-oriented The Masters of the Universe episode with Dolph Lundgren. And I've got a couple more on my list that they had uh, recommended to us. So we're going to check them out, learn a little bit more about those guys, and we'll start, um, you know, hopefully soon, potentially collaborating with them. Special shout-out to Kim Yates, who's more local to us at Kim's Crypt and Haunted Mill in Spring Grove, Pennsylvania. We'll be sitting down with her sometime in mid-June, um, interviewing her, getting to know her a little bit, and her business, which Carrie and I believe might just be the scariest haunted attraction that we've ever experienced. This side of the Mississippi, maybe? Yeah. I, yeah. Bold statement, perhaps? Uh, it's the scariest one in all of Pennsylvania. That much I know for yes. damn sure. Every time I go there, something gets me. And we've been to some pretty scary ones growing up. Kim, you rock. We can't wait to have you on our show. (laughs) Special shout out to Amber and Joey of Ghouls and Grinds, who's a local coffee shop here in Hanover, Pennsylvania. Um, They'll be opening a second coffee location. Longtime customers of theirs. And um, yeah, another place in McSherrystown down the road from us. Um, We're hoping to be able to interview them here sometime soon. Um, Carrie, I know you and uh, Amber were exchanging some messages. Yep. Um, shout out, guys, to the Glass Coffin Vampire Shop in Austin, Texas. Uh, Jake the Midnight Traveler knows the fine people from that establishment. Something in the works over there, too. Um, also, special shout out to Movie Matt. We met at Joe Bob and Darcy's Call to the Rockstar Night. He's finally returned home this past week from the hospital. Oh, He's been goodness. back and forth a couple of times. Matt, we've been thinking about you. Um, anytime we see a post from you, Matt, um, and hear from you really, um, put a smile on our face. So I'm glad you're doing okay. And, uh, we're thinking of you. And he, you were so nice. Oh my gosh. So nice. One of the first mutants we've yeah. ever met in person. Um, so yeah, everybody that we just mentioned, we're excited to, to interact with you, to work with you, collaborate with you. Um, really everybody in the mutant fam, all the horror hounds out there. And guys, um, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, when I say mutant fam, that is the fan base of Joe Bob Briggs' last drive-in on Shutter. Check him out if you haven't already. We are huge fans. Yeah, um, I grew up, and you did to uh, to an extent, watching TNT Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs back in the 90s. We're 90s teenage kids. And um, I grew up with uh, Billy Cardill, Chili Billy, out of Pittsburgh and Chiller Theater. And uh, if you're not from the Pittsburgh area, you might not be familiar with that. But guys, most of you probably are familiar with his daughter, Linda, um, who was the lead in Day of the Dead. And actually, Jake lived on the same street, was neighbors with Linda. Case and Carrie. You know, there are better places to admit to your friend that you were banging her now dead husband. Hi, all whorehounds. It's me, Jake, also known as the Midnight Traveler, here again to dig deep into a 21st century classic for you here on Dying for Midnight. Now, I've made mistakes over the years. Some financial, some personal, some professional, some more personal, but few stick with me more than ones that adhere to films. How and where you experience a movie especially for the first time, is a big thing for me. Hell, it's kind of what I really do here, other than scare away the riffraff and various small children, that is. 
So when I think about things I regret when it comes to movies, it mainly involves one question. Why didn't I see this in the theater? Are they overpriced? Yep. Seats not too comfy? Pretty much. Having to deal with the fascists from places like Alamo Drafthouse? More on that later. Well, sometimes. But, as we've talked about here before, and will many times after, going to the movies still is, and will always be, an event. I don't want to knock streaming or renting so you can throw your own party in your own home, but I will say that it hits different than a darkened theater late at night, or in the day, where everything else is shut out, and it's just you and the screen, and whatever goodies you snuck in. The movie that we are going to talk about tonight is one of those movies to me. Don't get me wrong, I still had a great first experience when I first saw it, but it does sting a little that I didn't make an event of it and see it on the big screen. And I gotta tell you, knowing what's coming up ahead... I think it would have very much added to the whole experience in a big way. Tonight, we go down into the depths of darkness and desolate despair with 2005's The Descent. An ocean of ink and screen pixels could be written and used to chronicle my distrust of the horror movie post the 2003 remake boom. Adding in the isolation from the then-recent torture porn movement, which was hit or miss at its absolute best to me, I was wary of most new horror, and that wariness came back and bit me in the ass big time with this. My brother in horror, Todd, had a great apartment in Ben Avon, just along the banks of the Ohio River back home. It was actually the entire top floor of a cool old house, and it had great vibes and energy, and many movie nights were spent there. I can't recall if anyone else was there with us, but this came highly recommended by Brother Todd, and his approval was all I needed to willingly sit down and take this one in. Right from the word go, you have the gut punch of a husband and child dying right before they even get to the damn cave. One year later, Sarah, Juno, and Beth, as well as friends Sam, Rebecca, and newcomer Holly reunited a cabin in the Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina for a spelunking adventure. The next day, they hike up to a mountain cave entrance and descend. While in the cave, Juno apologizes to Sarah, the one who lost her entire family right at the start of the film, for not being there for her after the accident. But Sarah is distant foreshadowing big time. So, you have here both a typical and non-typical setup. Essentially, what makes it non-typical is that it's an entire cast of just one gender, women. Now, not knocking this in any way at all, I for some reason feel that both genders need to be represented in horror films. More so, I want to see both male and female victims in my films. This one barely qualifies, see the death of the husband at the very beginning, but I can't really explain why I think like this. Oh well, tangent over. What you now have here are six women in an unexplored cave, and you can tell that there is drama and deception and hatred, and that's before the cave monsters even show up. 
Director, writer Neil Marshall did a good job of developing personalities for all the characters, which makes you invest in them emotionally or hate them with a passion. Either way, you as a viewer got skin in the game, and without that, I think this movie falls apart, and I've seen that happen to many for that very reason. Are some characters annoying? Hell yeah. But you want that while they flail about for their very lives in the dark while trying to avoid getting ripped to pieces. Speaking of that, I really thought the creatures and kills were spot on for this. And I was so into the mostly practical effects in this after the deluge of CGI that oversaturated the screen at the turn of the last century. This, to me, was just the throwback that my jaded mind needed back then. And some might scoff at the side story between Sarah and Juno, but I think that just added another level to the chaos. Oh, so we're about to get killed, and you were having an affair with my dead husband? (laughs) Talk about a double whammy. Taking in this modern masterpiece was just what I needed back then, and I was more than happy to return to it again these many years later. Too bad Marshall hasn't had as much success since this film, but if his career stops here, I think he would still leave a proud legacy behind. That should do it for me tonight, folks. I gotta get going. A few old friends of mine that I haven't seen in a while want to get together to talk about something they're keeping as a surprise. Kind of strange they want to do it all in that old coal mine east of town. Oh well, let's get dark, people. See you next midnight. Jake. (laughs) Guys, it's about time for intermission. Thank you, Carl Casey, White Bat Audio, for your track, Videodrome. In segment two, horror, etc., we're going to be brainstorming Carrie's first foray as an adult into horror writing. We're going to be adding, guys, a weekly serial segment to every horror, etc., a short horror story. Guys, remember back in the 1930s? Um, and even 40s. In the 40s. Remember Ralphie and the Christmas story would hurry up and listen in so he could do his thing with the decoder ring? Have the new episodes every week that will end on a cliffhanger. Uh, starting later this season as part of Horror, etc., perhaps 10 to 20 minutes each week where you'll have to tune in to find out the following week what's going to happen. Um, we're going to shoot for the prologue and maybe chapter one as a tease by the end of the season for season two. Yeah. One or both of those. Um, We'll see. Again, we're just going to be brainstorming. We're not even at the whiteboarding phase. So yeah, just kick back, relax, guys. Um, And it's a loosely based off an experience I had. In college, yeah. Your IUP nights. Yes. Okay, we love you guys. Hope you guys enjoy those drive-in ads. And uh, yeah. We'll see you for segment two, horror, etc. Show starts in six minutes. As everyone knows, rainbows usually have a treasure at the end. Let's follow this one and see if we can find the pot of gold. Brother, I suppose you've come to claim a treasure. Well, we'd like to see the gold first. Nathan, there's better than gold in here, me lad. No, no, just look here, no. Candy, refreshing soft drinks, popcorn, Ice cream? Well, that's some treasure, but anyone can buy luscious treats like these at the snack bar. You don't tell me! Uh, do you suppose you could get me a job as a snack bar attendant?
show starts in five minutes. And now, on with the show. Okay, guys, we are back for segment two, where we've got a little bit more whiskey inside of us. And we are going to talk, Carrie, you're going to guide this segment because we're going to sit here for 20 minutes, maybe brainstorm your idea for this short horror story, these weekly serial segments that we're going to do towards the end of the season and tease for season two. Um, we were sitting out on the deck earlier. I was sitting there smoking my cigar and uh before I went to pick up the kids and I was I was poking at you, Carrie. Yeah. I was sitting there like, when are you gonna when are you gonna start storyboarding this, Carrie? When's your you know, you're gonna do this horror story. And my very first question for you is if you were to make this into a movie, or what genre would you put this under in horror? Is this gonna be a slasher? It's gonna be part slasher. Part stalking, part, part stalk, slasher. Yeah, stalking, slashing. Um, it's it's definitely going to be thrillerish too. There's going to be that thriller element, the the build up, the lead up. So, and when, <coughs> pardon me, folks. When does the story take place? Like, is there a certain year or time period? Springtime, for okay. sure. Uh, okay, the birds are chirping, the flowers are growing, my allergies are snotty. Got it's a little it. warmer. <laughs> it's a little, a little warmer. warmer. Okay. What around about what year and why is this year or years or time frame um important to you? Probably like somewhere between two thousand five, two thousand six. Okay. Roughly. Roughly. Yeah. And um what significance do those years hold for you? Well, 2005 while i was not a senior um where at at iep <laughs> i know i'm just trying to goad you to give me more information damn you um a lot of my friends graduated in 2005 in fact one of my my best friends who i pledged with she graduated in 2005 so it, it, it's kind of loosely based off a night where she came back in 2006 to visit me and we went on a night out, just me and her. And we just, we had the most fun, but it was, you know, you take that fun aspect of, of two girls having fun and what can you do with that story? Have a threesome. Oh wait, no, this is the wrong type of story. <laughs> no. Her head at me. No. I'm being bad tonight. You are being bad. Damn, okay. Although I will tell you that that night was, we went out in like hoodies and jeans and we got hit on by so many guys that night. It wasn't even funny. And there was these girls wearing, you know, crop tops and stuff like that. And they had a threesome. <laughs> no, they literally came up to us and asked us, what's your secret? We're like, I guess we just don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so back to the story, Gary. Um, okay, so IUP 2005 or 2006. So we're, by the time we get this out, yeah, it'll be like 18 years ago or something roughly. 
Um, I want to know what are some of the characters that you're going to include? Are you going to go in deep in terms of like, you're going to be writing so much detail that it, we're going to get to even know like some of your characters, professors a little bit, or one professor, um, how many friends are you going to add into this equation? Um, not, not many. It's going to be, it's centric around two girls being really good friends. Okay. The one girl's older and she graduates a year ahead of the other one and she comes back to visit. Gotcha. That's that's the basis. Gotcha. Okay. And then she comes back for the senior night. Okay. And typically senior night pub crawl is a tradition, mm-hmm. especially back where we went to college. So this is when you said senior crawl, this is where I was like starting trying to help you think of titles and you were like saying this and saying that I was shooting them all down. <laughs> um, I, there's something with the word crawl yeah. that I like. Yeah. Okay. And not alligator crawl. No. Um, not army crawl. No. But pub crawl. Yeah. Um, the last pub crawl. Yeah. That might even be the one. It right? might, might. I don't know. I'm going to let you pick the name until I think you get it right. <laughs> Can you tell the dear listener what some of those titles were earlier? Come well, on. Well, initially we were thinking Girls Night Out, but that, then we found out that that there's is a shit a movie. ton of things called Girls Night sh- Out. Yeah. Ladies Night or Ladies Girls Night, night yeah, Out. That, yeah, that's very. Oh, this is Ladies Night. night. Oh, what a night. night. Wedding crasher. <laughs> um, <laughs> so do you want to tell the story about, um, it wouldn't have been our senior night pub crawl, but our junior year where I. So I won't get too off, far off track because there's some more questions I have for you on this weekly series. Well, go on and tell the story. Okay. It's not much of a story. It's more like a blip. It, so, anecdote. Anecdote. It's not an antidote. Um, yeah, really what it is, the gist of it is guys, you were on one of these crawls and I was chilling out with my guys. We went, we had some wings and some beer. You had the crazy night. I was more of like having a reserve night, me and the fellows having some beer and wings. And then we stopped and got some subs and suds pizza. Shout out to subs and suds. Are you guys still open? Yeah, I sure hope so. Cause I think we're planning we're on going best. to IUP for our anniversary at some point. Just to walk around and be the old alum fogies. But um, yeah, no, we were in my buddy Ben's Jeep, who he had like a lift kit on his Jeep. And so this is what made him the most impressive. <laughs> we're at a stoplight, and this is on Philly Street in Indiana, Pennsylvania, near the old Indiana Theater, which is, I am so glad to see is alive and well. And we're oh, gonna I talk, love that theater. We're going to talk about supporting the old Indiana Theater because it's a gem that needs to be kept alive yeah. for a long time forever um yeah we're in this jeep and all of a sudden i'm just sitting at a red light in the back seat as like i'm like i look over and all of a sudden the door's opening on me i'm like the fuck is going on over here and it's you and we had already been dating for like what two years at that point yeah just about two years anyways and um, you just like climb up into the jeep. I'm like, where the, I'm like, where? What? What are you doing? This is the middle of an, an intersection. And you were drunk. Oh, I was beyond drunk. Yeah, you were drunk. You were like, hey, and you actually grabbed me and kissed me pretty hard. And then you just left. I'm like, okay, have fun, bye. Um, but it was like, it was like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I felt, I felt like a cheap piece of meat. Actually, no, I loved it. Um, I like feeling like a cheap piece of meat. <laughs> 
use me. You gotta use me. We and it's funny because we had started that night out with a nice dinner. We had a nice dinner. Had a nice chicken dinner and never called me back. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a very nice dinner. And then we went to a mixer because we were we had to go to a mixer. And so then after those two hours at the mixer, we then went to the bars. So then we were out basically till closing night. Yeah, I want to spread the news that if it feels this good getting used, oh, you can just keep on using me. Until you use me up. <laughs> I remember that night that I had a hard time. Like Kate had to put me to bed that night. Sounds hot. <laughs> it I'm was not. Keep, I'm going to keep hammering <laughs> And actually that night we got hot dogs at the hot dog stand. Oh, now, now I'm really turned on. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. I don't eat hot dogs. <laughs> you, know that. you know that. I ain't going there. Um, so back to the story of girls night out, the last pub crawl, whatever we're going to call this thing. I mean, whatever you're going to call this thing, Carrie, um, we will dig down deep and figure out the name to this thing. Tell me about some of the settings and cause this, this sounds like it's going to have a little bit of a nostalgic feel. If you are a millennial. Yeah. Specifically elder millennial. Probably. Yeah, whatever. You know, you were in high school or in college in the 2000s, yeah. basically, to yeah. the early 2010s. Um, what are some of the settings? Where what are some buildings or locations it, that the story is going to take gonna place? It's going to be a mix of um, like a college town. Um, there's going to be springtime. There's going to be Main Street. What type of buildings and locations? You're You're going to mostly see, you know, party houses you're gonna see bars you're gonna see um bars that were borderline nightclubs apartments but and restaurants apartments stuff like restaurants that. stuff okay. like that maybe some alleyways yeah some, some dark and creepy alleyways Alley, alleyways i can't talk I, I had had it by my senior year though like of living with people i lived by myself yeah you did <laughs> i'm glad you needed company a lot Know what I mean? And I think you do. <laughs> um, hubba, hubba. So moving right along. So Carrie, what, how is the story going to be presented? So we're going to do this, these weekly, like little 10 minute shorts of the yeah. story. It's going to have some dialogue. Some dialogue. So are you going to utilize me for voiceovers? Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I dig a day. Now, just to be clear, this doesn't mean like it's going to be all dialogue, like no, voice after no, voice no, after no, voice. No, There's going to be a lot of narration. Yes, it's going to be. Who's narrating it, me or you? We'll decide. Maybe there's like a present day and a past Ten, switch up yeah. that we could do. But I, I don't. we're probably going to have to use one because I don't want to confuse no. yeah. people. But um, shit, I won't take over here. I'm going to let you call I mean, maybe shots. I could be the narrator and you could be... The different voices? Yeah. Okay. You are better at different voices. Let's go. Here's how. Here's what we can do. <laughs> and the ones in my head, too. Um, here's what we can do. You think about a, t a character type that's going to be in this last pub crawl. And I will do a, a, like a, just an impromptu voiceover. Annoying girl. Hey, guys. Um, what are you up to? Um, 
oh god i am so drunk you wouldn't even believe how drunk i am can you believe it hey oh my god oh hold on hold my drink for me um hey girl there's gonna be a whole hey girl yeah now listen this is impromptu yes. so i could perfect this as yeah. we go along <laughs> what what's the wait a second this is gonna be a thing now with your story <laughs> what is it on friends where there's like the hey girl or the what? What is the girl? The type of girl girl that is hey? Like whenever they're out party, remember the the hey girl. Oh, remember there's God. a thing about girls that always shout something whenever yeah. they see each other. We're gonna figure this. We're gonna out. figure this out. I haven't watched Friends Whoa, in a girl, really long hey time. Girl. Okay, we're gonna figure this out because that's a character type for yeah. your thing. Okay, give me another character type that's gonna be in this movie, and I'll do an impromptu voice. Sporty girl. Huh? Sporty girl. <laughs> the girl that's athletic that works out all the time and like she has like zero body fat because of it oh my god i can't believe i ate that whole banana i'm feeling so fat right now i'm seriously such a whale because that's what all super skinny girls say they talk about how fat they are i wouldn't know um <laughs> but the but this is like oh yeah i like food too much who wants to go on another run for me? I'm only doing two marathons this weekend. <laughs> Listen, I don't have a voice for Spoidy. Spoidy. Is she from New York? <laughs> Spo- I'm a Spoidy girl from New York, a bastard. No. Um, no, no, no. They can no. be from other places. They, they can, can have be. accents. Better practice that Boston accent. I once had Why would a... somebody from Boston want to go to IUP? <laughs> Although, to note, a girl lived on my floor who was from Vegas. There is no Vegas accent. And we called her Vegas. <laughs> and she had a child named Destiny and another one named Seven. She was cool and with us calling a her traveling, Vegas. They became to, a traveling stripper family. To note, she was cool with us calling her Vegas. Oh, so that wasn't her actual name. No. <laughs> this is like all the, whenever I was in high school, all these girls I would meet on family vacations. You guys, you guys have seen movies like... Um, the great outdoors that you know what i'm talking about where it's like my my name's chastity or charity or something like that not chastity i meant charity okay don't give me that look i've never met a chastity or a charity um actually we had a chastity in our grade that's where that came from you watch i'm going to show you the yearbook there's a chastity okay no shit Oh listen, my god, that listen, poor girl. Listen, I need I need a few more characters. Give me some inspiration for your voiceovers here. <sighs> Let me see. Just random things about people in college. Just name somebody. The studious girl. Could you guys turn it down in there? I'm trying to study. Guys, you're being really disrespectful. Um, I really don't want to have to go to the library again. Is she gonna be mousy, maybe a little bit, a little mousy? Maybe. Okay. Now, what type of girl would you call me in college? Honest. Fun-loving. Fun-loving? Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm talking about you from 15 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Ask our kids if you're (laughs) fun-loving. Nope. Um, what What kind of guy was I 15, 20 years ago? I would say... You were very much comedic. Like you were very much, you made everybody laugh in the room. You put everybody at ease. You made sure everybody was having a good time. But you weren't obnoxious. 
Oh, that's good. Well, <laughs> no, because there are some of those guys that are so comedic that are obnoxious. 17 years later, I hope you're okay with me. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm, su- I'm surprised that you categorize, categorize me as the fun loving. I am too. I'm just as surprised <laughs> as you are. Because <laughs> I am not a bubbly person. You're not a what? Bubbly. No, 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 no. There's that girl earlier, the character that I started voicing over was bubbly. Yeah. She was like, the, the, and then there's like the fake nice. Oh, how are you? How are you doing? Oh my gosh. That's so great. We should go that's out for so lunch. Wonderful. We should go out for lunch. And oh yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's so fucking great. I don't fucking like you, you fucking bitch. Yeah. That's a, that's anytime somebody talks to me like I'm like, you don't care about anything that I'm saying. You're just trying to get through this conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I had can't. an I had an aunt. Okay. From the North Hills in Pittsburgh or North Allegheny that did that to me all the time. And as soon as she started it, I was like, okay, I got it. You don't want to talk anymore. I, I t- obviously talk too much for you. Um, give me another character. But yet she loved me when I met her. Because you were fun loving. <laughs> Listen, I need more characters, Carrie. <laughs> Feed me. Feed okay, Seymour. Seymour. I love that movie. Can we talk about your story oh, now? Um, Jesus. <laughs> so let's see. You have the studio. Um, give me a fun-loving one. Why are all these people girls? <laughs> it's mostly going to be girl-centric. You killed all the men in the story already. It's not even a horror story anymore. It's just like, yeah, the guys are dead. Oh, Let's no. have fun. <laughs> no. And I'm not sure. No, wait. I'm, yeah, I'm still chewing on the idea of who, what gender the killer is going to be. Gotcha. Um, here's, here's the voice of the killer right here. <sighs> Something like that. I don't know if the killer is going to be female or male. I don't know. <sighs> oh, they, oh, here, you want a female killer? just the life of the party don't they i'll show them i'll show them all right mommy kill them i'm going to debate no no. listen it's all impromptu (laughs) right now you have you need to get storyboarding so i can work on my i know kill her mommy kill her no we're not jason mother is proud I want to be the slick guy. See, I I want to do like the slick dudes at the bar the, the, or trying no, to hit on yeah. you. Okay. Oh, there's going to be so cheesy one-liners for hitting on girls. Okay, give me this. one. Give me one. Give me a one-liner. Where did you come from? Because you are out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, something like that Tixon has been said to me. Oh my God, I think I'm going to vomit. <laughs> I think I that. laughed. I laughed and I said, go away. <laughs> I was mean. Fuck off. <laughs> um, 
Hey, I like those pants. <laughs> Can I get into those pants? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Class, I'm serious. You need to turn in your assignments. This is not optional. It's going to affect your grade. Next time when I ask you a question, please participate. See, I can do a, I can do a professor too. Uh, I'll we, figure this we out. We had some pretty cool professors. You hey. have to have the hip professor. Yeah, the hip professor, the yeah. hip math professor that shows up to your party oh, hitting God. on you. Don't Carrie, me. I need to see you in my office after class. We need to talk about your grade and what you can do to change it. <laughs> God, I never felt so creeped out ever. Wrong, because I did. That guy was everywhere with people that he shouldn't have been. Yeah. So, um... And I did go to his office hours once. Guys, in closing, yeah. What, you have other thoughts? Yes. Because... Excuse me. The other part of this story is another loose based off another incident that I had where I was actually stalked at one night. I wasn't going to bring that up because I know sometimes you're up for talking about it and sometimes you're not. And maybe you even want to save that for whenever the story does come out. Yeah. You can introduce the story. Yeah. With some more information to people. Um, yeah, you were actually stalked and followed. Yeah. Um, and if anybody has ever been stalked and followed in their life, it is scary. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I know we, we like to joke around on this podcast, but there are some times where, and you know, we all use horror as an outlet for different ways. Um, some of us to deal with trauma, some of us just to get through our day or to kind of exhale from everything that happened you know, the, the horror movie discussion, the horror talk, this is the fun part of life, right? Yeah. Um, the other stuff is unfortunately sometimes unpleasant business. Um, so in closing guys, um, I hope I haven't, you know, brought anybody down with that, but yeah, I mean, listen, I know what'll bring people up so they don't sink (laughs) is episode 17 guys. Next week we're talking death ship with Richard Crenna. And George Kennedy and Carrie, a sneaky, fun supporting cast. Just you wait till I make this episode guide because you're going to be surprised at who's in this movie. Okay. Death ship. Um, Carrie. Want to hear a cave joke? <laughs> okay. No. A guy was in a cave looking for treasure. All right. He found an old lamp. He rubbed it and a genie came out. Oh, God. The genie said, I'll grant you three wishes, but your ex-wife will get double. (laughs) (laughs) You with me? I'm with you. The man agreed and said, I wish I had a mansion. The genie granted it and his ex-wife got two mansions. The man said, I'd like a million dollars. The genie again granted it and his wife, ex-wife got two million dollars. Then the man said, Scare me half to death. <laughs> okay. You, you, you ready for another one? Okay. Two cavemen. No, no, too bad. Two cavemen are lamenting their situation in a cave. One tells the other one the following. Something's just not right. Our air is clean. Our water is pure. We all got plenty of exercise. Everything we eat is organic and free range. And yet nobody lives past 30. Are they chickens? (laughs) Okay. Here's a better one. 
A man shouted into a cave. Anyone there? A sound in the cave immediately replied. Who? Then he got ran over by a train. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it was an owl. Because that would be better. A man thinking he's talking to a man, but he's really talking to an owl that only repeats, ooh, ooh. All right, fine. A team of archaeologists were excavating in Israel when they found a cave with the symbol of a woman, a donkey, a shovel, a fish, and a star of David on the wall. Pointing to the first shrine, the head of the team declared, This indicates that these people were family-oriented and held women in high position. The donkey shows that they were intelligent enough to use animals to till the soil. The shovel means that they were able to forge tools. Even further proof of high intelligence is the fish. If famine hit the land, they would take the sea for food. The last symbol is the Star of David telling us they were Hebrews. However, one of his fellow archaeologists begged to disagree. Hebrew is read from right to left, he explained. The symbol says, holy mackerel, dig the ass on that chick. <laughs> You're welcome. That was the best one. Okay. Well, that that's it. I'm, I'm all out of cave jokes. The, you know, all... By the way, we... Out of all we, 300 we, of them, apparently. We were potentially going to discuss other cave movies and how they hold up. And, and let me tell you. Hey, cave yeah. movies they're just there's not a lot of ones we want to talk about nope what kind of pants does a cave explorer wear carry stalactites <laughs> goodbye all we love you good night <laughs>